there's absolutely no inherent reason that you don't deserve whatever it is that's in your heart that moves you, that makes you happy, and that you really want. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 608. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am excited to introduce you to Dr. Josh Wagner. Josh is an author, speaker, and mentor, and has chiropractic roots. And before I really jump, throw the microphone over to Josh, there's my first blooper of the episode. I wanted to share, if you haven't heard before, that a chiropractor back in 2009 changed my life. And if you haven't heard about that before, I'll put a link in the show notes. But to sum it all up, up until that point, I had been living with a dark cloud over my head. And my friend, now Dr. Ed, introduced me to the law of attraction. And in that very moment, my life changed because I realized I had a right to be happy. I deserved to be happy. And so do you. And that is going to be, I feel, an overarching theme of today's episode. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Josh Wagner. Josh, I'm so happy to have you here today. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm really happy to be here and I can't wait to share with your audience. Thank you again. Oh, you are so welcome. I would love if you would give a brief introduction to yourself and share with the listeners how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So I'm a chiropractor by trade. Came to me randomly at around 20 years old as an undergrad at New York University in Manhattan. Created a practice from scratch in Manhattan and then realized I could make a much bigger difference for both my profession and the general public. Just like you said, Kim, the chiropractor changed your life. What I share with my profession is a lot of chiropractors don't believe that they are changing patients' lives, for instance, by whether it's just getting out of pain, restoring health, but just as importantly and more importantly, what your chiropractor made such a beautiful and significant difference for you is instilling in you that not only you deserved to be healthy and pain-free, but you deserve to be happy. And there's nothing, nothing more important than that. And after five years of working exclusively with chiropractors and doctors, helping them in practice, what I've evolved to understand is that one single belief, whether or not you deserve, you believe you deserve what you're going after is the fundamental element that makes productivity a lot easier, makes it a lot more positive and allows us to move forward in the direction of our dreams and invigorates life's idiosyncrasies and synchronicities to actually have what we're going for, whether it's health, relationships, business, finances, peace of mind, which to me is more important than anything. So it's been a career of ups and downs, speaking all over the world, working with individuals of all walks of life, and it not going well all the time, and it not always being positive, and it not always productive, but sticking through the course. And, and I'm just looking forward to sharing some of that with all of you and help you on your process today. Oh, I'm so excited about it. And listeners, I just want to put this disclaimer in that at this present moment, Josh is at the top of a hill at a retreat, a quiet retreat. So he is actually outside. So bear with us if you ever hear the wind pick up. I don't expect it. I mean, I've only heard it once so far, Josh, so I don't want you to be at all concerned about it. But I just love, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine a quiet retreat. 
Are you supposed to be quieting your brain too? Sorry, I don't want to dig too much into the retreat. I want to be <laughs> digging into you, but my brain is constantly going. Well, first off, I'm an open book. So how I live my life is what I share and preach. And I do what I recommend. So this is supposed to be a silent retreat outside of meals. It's a small retreat center with five people. And yes, of course, the point of being silent throughout the day is, is to contribute to quieting the mind. Now, that's probably the hardest thing I know of out there. And that's why over the past 10 years, I've been meditating. I started 10 years ago, 20 minutes a day. Now I work on many days when I'm at my best, two hours a day of meditation and specific types mm -hmm. to help quiet the mind. And then multiple times a year, choose to detach from the busyness of the internet and the cities and the travel and give myself a week of rejuvenation and quiet. And I understand, Kim, you have five children. Listeners out there have so many different circumstances that are unlike mine that that may not be possible every quarter to do something like this. But every day, if you can take 20 minutes and do a meditation or follow along to an audio so you don't have to do it on your own, and I'll have one at the end that can provide to all the listeners my treat, it makes such a profound difference in the quality of your life, the lessening the inner voice of whether it's doubt, uncertainty, pessimism, that we all have the inner critic, and really starting to go with the flow of life rather than the friction or trying to, what's a good analogy, just trying to push the rock up the hill. So I can't endorse an active practice every single day of 20 minutes of meditation more than anything I've experienced in all of my growth and productivity learning. Oh, I love it. Now, I, I want to share with you that on January 1st, I didn't create a New Year's resolution for myself for this year. And we're recording in 2019, and that comes into play because I made a, a 19 in 2019 list. And a couple of those items had to do with mindset and just my own personal self-care. But the biggest one that stemmed from taking care of my mind was that I wanted to stay out of the hospital this year. And I know that might be like alarming to some people and to listeners who have already heard this, you know, I repeat myself sometimes, but by taking care of my mind so far, I mean, we're halfway through July and I haven't stepped anywhere close to a doctor. Whereas in 2018, the stress and the overwhelm and the anxiety, by this time in 2019, I had already been in the ER twice and admitted to the hospital once. So I love what you're talking about because I've seen significant growth. While it might seem huge from 2018 to 2019, you can imagine how much worse or how much more growth there was in the last decade by being able to take control of my mental health and the growth I've seen there. That's amazing. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. And this is only six months. So imagine of the end of the year, years to come, like how much stronger your mental health and just peace of mind and stamina will be, and hopefully as well, keeping out of the hospital or, or needing to see doctors. You know, a lot of people who aren't meditators, and this isn't me preaching, oh, you've got to become a meditator, but they look at it from a different angle. They think of it as, oh, just something relaxing or a hobby, something that just people who do yoga do, and that they're losing that amount of time of the day, whether it's a 20-minute meditation or an hour. And like yoga 10, 20 years ago has becoming more accepted and mainstream and utilized, uh, increased utilization, 
That's what's starting to happen with meditation because more prominent figures, more influencers, more science, more studies are coming out and it's becoming a lot more accepted. Like I'm seeing now meditation centers pop up, like yoga centers were popping up all over cities 20 years ago. And what you get in 20 minutes for the most, for the typical person will give you two to three more hours in your day of worthwhile, whether it's productivity, peace of mind, time off. So you're not actually losing the time when you decide to meditate. You're gaining so much more. And that's just one slice of the pie when it comes to the internal physiological effects it has on the body, the peace of mind. And then when you do a really active meditation, because there's thousands of different types out there, but when you're really intentional with certain types of meditation, you can really start changing the gears of your life and how this world works to assist you in moving forward wherever you want to go. Again, whether that's relationships, self-esteem, peace of mind, financial, nothing's off limits. The biggest change for me in meditation came as a result of this podcast, actually. I don't know that I've ever said it on air here, but I feel like I've received millions of dollars of free coaching off my episodes. And I expressed to one guest that meditation was really hard for me because my head kept on getting in the way. And I don't remember if it was on the air or off the air, but the guest said, have you tried tuning into your heart instead of your head while you're meditating? And in that instant, meditation became so much easier. And I don't even know that I can call it meditation, but more so my quiet time, because most of the time happens in bed, but I'll just lie there reflecting on how my heart feels, you know? That's wonderful. And and you nailed it. If someone tries to meditate by just not thinking and clearing their mind, it is the hardest thing in the world. It's not possible. And a lot of people try that for one session, realize this is so frustrating and give up. So that was great advice of tapping into your heart. And to other people, it may just be feel your body, sense what's going on internally, feel your feelings. But yeah, trying to not think, not have thoughts is never going to work. And that's why I recommend starting off with a guided audio meditation, Mm -hmm. visualization, a, a type, and specifically one that is focused on an area of your life that you're really committed to changing and making better and rather than just make it a relaxation technique. I love that you said an area of your life that you're committed to making better. And regardless of your religious practices, and I'm talking to listeners here, I actually found an app. I have an iPhone, but I found an app called Abide, A-B-I-D-E, earlier this year, which actually uses Bible verses in meditation. And that is one of my areas of focus for this year is improving my faith, my Christian faith. So I love that I put that together. And until you said that there's thousands of different types of meditation practices, I guess I hadn't really thought about it before. So thank you. Now, before I moved out to Ohio in 2004, I was living outside of New York City. And I joked with family who would come visit that you would go to the grocery store. And rather than just picking up your groceries, If you weren't careful, sometimes you could also pick up a really rushed and bad mood, too. Am I being too rude about the New York City area? I mean, everybody's in a hurry, it feels like Oh, no, and it's only increased. That's why I lived in Manhattan for many, many years. I don't anymore. I haven't missed it one second. I enjoy going back for short spouts as a tourist. But, yeah, it's it's a very hustle-bustle, 
rat race, dog eat dog energy. And, and you're absolutely right. Do you still have your chiropractic practice? No. So that's years ago was I moved on from that and went professionally online. So I don't have to have a fixed location, both in the consulting and coaching for doctors and now in the deserving process and the book and speaking and seminars. I find it so fascinating, you know, that you did focus on doctors because for the people who are supposed to be taking care of us, often they forget to take care of themselves. Absolutely right. And it was also, obviously, I know chiropractors intimately well being one. So I know their struggles. I saw where things were toughest in practice. And I saw that I had some of the answers in certain areas, like delivering an incredible new patient experience. And I also saw a few years into it, how could I give the same exact strategies to two doctors in the same exact town with the same size office, yet one of them takes it and does phenomenally well, everything gets easier, and the other, nothing changes. Maybe they procrastinate, they self-sabotage, they act on them, but it just doesn't work out. And that's when I came to discover the entire premise of what I do now, what I share with the world, is that one single belief that separates those who get where they want to go or have what they want to have compared to those who end up self-sabotaging. And, and relate this to your life if you're listening. Maybe it's a weight loss goal. Maybe it's a financial savings goal. Maybe it's a relationship goal. And you've probably tried lots of different endeavors, savings routes, weight loss diet, dating. And if you're not making real progress, if things aren't changing, I want you to answer this one question in your mind. It's a simple yes or no answer, but it'll give you one area to look at as to why it may not be changing. So think of the end result you're going for in any area of your life. Nothing's off limits. And then just answer this question. Do you truly believe that you deserve having that end result? Do you truly believe you deserve having that end result? And if you got no answer, then that's really a no. And for 95 plus percent of us, if we're stuck, we're not moving forward, we're not making progress, we know we're self-sabotaging or completely procrastinating, it's due to an undeserving belief. That's what I realized was in doctors, because doctors are human, we're all the same, flesh and blood, and we have all the same thoughts and insecurities and undeserving beliefs. And when I started introducing that, everything changed in all different aspects of their life. So at the end of the show, I'll give you a link to be able to get an audio. For the meditation, everything is focused on creating and increasing your deserving belief in the area of life that's most important to you. Here are some other aspects that are really important. You're not born, like if you, if you asked yourself that question and got a no, don't get down on yourself. Don't beat yourself up because we all have it in different areas. No one was born with undeserving or deserving beliefs. They were all learned and put in us from the people we grew up around, whether it's our parents, teachers, friends, society. So since they were learned, that means they could be changed. And they're not all encompassing over your entire life, meaning you don't deserve or not deserve. It's every single area of your life. Like You may have the relationship that you love, but you can't lose that 20 pounds. Well, you may have an undeserving belief in having the body or the weight that you crave or the financial savings or stability. So it has nothing to do with your gender, your age, your religion, none of that. If it is in this world 
and you're living in this world, there's no inherent reason that you don't deserve having it or experiencing it. And a lot of it for many people is just giving yourself permission to know that you deserve having what you want. Because in our self-talk, our past, all of our experiences sometimes beats us down so much to truly believe we don't deserve what we want. And there's no truth behind that. There's no reason. And starting from right now, looking forward in your life, you can draw the slate, make it blank, draw it clean, and start moving forward with a deserving belief. And the actions you take will actually have new results. You'll see things differently. People will come out of the woodwork to help and support you go for whatever you want. Everything will start changing. Yet, just knowing the concept isn't going to change it. You have to do the work. And that's where I know the the easiest way I know is to every day do this 20-minute deserving process. It's a meditation. It's a guided audio. And if you really commit yourself every day to giving yourself permission to believe you deserve it and putting in the work, you will see things change that have never changed before. And that's what I love hearing about from the seminars I deliver, the people I work with of every different walk of life in all different countries of the world. And that's what moves me. And that's what I'm passionate about sharing. And and Kim, I'm grateful to have me on to share this with your wonderful audience. You have my head spinning because I'm going to pick up my husband here for a second. And he was married twice before me and in a number of other relationships before me. And repeatedly got the short end of the stick. I mean, was cheated on multiple times, had plates thrown at his head. You know, just imagine all those cookie stories that you could possibly hear and that he had that. So we started dating and I was not like anybody he had dated before. And he didn't feel like he deserved it. I mean, we've had conversations about this. So he actually sabotaged us and we broke up for a few months. But I'm persistent and stubborn. And I knew that... (laughs) We were meant to be together. And now nine years later, you know, we've been married for seven years. So he saw that and then he kept on losing his job. And I asked him, well, you know, do you think this could be a message from God that maybe you're not supposed to be working in the warehouses or the factories, that maybe it's time for you to go to school and pursue your dream career? He was very hesitant because he didn't feel like he deserved that. He's like, well, why? And I said, well, why not? This is your opportunity. So I want to ask you, you know, I have my own beliefs on this. I know that it starts with us, but what about the people around us? So that's an excellent story. One, great job contributing to your husband. And two, to exemplify the point that I left out is if you recognize, know, or suspect that you have an undeserving belief in an area of life that's important, I don't mean to say that my deserving process that I've created is the only way to change it. It's just a very easy, simple way if you can commit to 20 minutes every day. But Kim, you're absolutely right. The people in your life have a tremendous impact. And just like oftentimes parents or other influencers as we grew up flipped our switches down inadvertently or accidentally, great people in our lives can flip them back on. And you can be just as much of an influence for the other people in your life. Like Think about, Kim, your children, or if you're listening to this and you have children or family or anyone in your life who respects you, you can be an influence to them in building their deserving belief. And you know what? It can start by just letting them know that they deserve it. You don't have to have any authority. You don't have to have any magic uh, spell or anything like that. Just telling people. So 
that's what we get into at seminars is especially for the people who can't do the meditation, they can't make the time for it, something like that. There's many other ways where your deserving switch can be flipped on and it's, it's not just the process. So thank you for bringing up that example, Kim. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. One of the, I think the people in my house would probably be irritated by a frequently asked question, which is why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Like, yes, it does apply to, you know, why didn't you get your chores completed? But also, you know, why can't you, you know, think bigger, just think bigger. Yes, there's struggles, but why not? I have a 16 year old who keeps on turning around and sort of eyeballing me, but I asked him what he wanted to do in a couple of years when he graduates high school. And his first response was be an accountant. And I asked him why. And he said, for the money. And I said, okay. But do you really get excited to think about that? Mm, no. So what can you do? What do you want to do? And he actually, you may be fascinated to know that one of the areas that he's interested in right now is chiropractic care. So, yeah. yeah but, um, you know, we can easily fall into the trap of we need to do things for money. But what about for heart? Absolutely. And coming on to this podcast, knowing your message and positive productivity I was thinking of a theme I share uh, in all my seminars, you know, the, the four traps of traditional goal setting, but I could rename it productivity because obviously, you know, and your listeners know, hey, productivity without it being positive is not worth it. And I factor in the deserving belief there where, hey, you could be making progress, but if it's not positive, probably don't believe you deserve having all of it meaning the end result and feeling great. So those four traps are thinking you should be someplace you're not, but not having that clear vision and inspiring vision of where you want to get to. And again, whether it's relationship, finances, health, everything is included. So in society more than ever, with social media and technology, we're bombarded with how life should be. And for someone your age and your gender, this is how it should be. And it's very easy to not have your own inspiring vision and feel like you're stuck. And so that's the first trap is just feeling stuck without a vision. The second is plotting that course, doing that 90-day action plan, waking up earlier, cutting out those foods, doing all those things that aren't comfortable. And all along the process, we're feeling burnt out. We're feeling like things aren't moving and we end up quitting, failing, changing directions constantly, which is another form of self-sabotage. And that's the second form, the whole journey in the pathway, not feeling inspiring and positive, and then quitting. The third and the fourth are actually worse. And those are for the small percentage who actually do achieve what they're after. Again, whether it's the relationship, a money goal, health goal, a weight goal, we get it through a long, arduous exhausting process. And then two days later, realize, is this it? What's next? And everything we worked for, we feel the same way as before we even started. Like we got to the top of that mountain and now we just feel like, okay, well now this is the status quo. This is the baseline. What's next? That's not fun. And, and if you're listening to this and you're an achiever, you know what that's like. Well, it's really fascinating yeah. that you said that before you go into number four. Yeah. I do marketing automation for clients and I've heard not just from my clients, but also with other mentors, they get, you know, they go, they have their launch, the launch ends. And regardless of how successful it was, there's sort of that depression that comes afterwards. 
because they got there, they got it done. And now, now what? Yeah. And now it's really quiet. Yep. <laughs> Perfect example. And that ties into the fourth one, which is you accomplish what you set after. Still, it's almost inevitable that within 15 minutes to two days, you feel, is that it? What's next? So you're at the bottom of another mountain. But then what's worse is that whatever it took you to get that accomplishment, like the time you put in, the extra discipline, the weight loss, the financial savings, we forget that we have to keep maintaining that. And the second we don't, we start to slip and go backwards. So it's not like, oh, we attained something. Maybe it's a relationship. It's not like you change who you are to attract an amazing person, an amazing relationship. And then once the ring goes on the finger, oh, you can go back to your old ways. Well, if you do, you're going to sabotage that relationship. So <laughs> I'm over here laughing. You're talking yeah. about my parents. <laughs> yeah. Like, so immediately it's not just, is this it? It's, whoa, I've got to keep up everything I've been doing and actually work a lot harder if I want to keep increasing. I can't coast because the definition of coasting is you're going downhill. And each one of those factors, those four, no vision, a grinding, grueling process that you quit, achieving, but realizing immediately, is this it? What's next? And then on top of that, the fourth one, having to maintain everything you've done to accomplish. If it's not a joyful, inspiring journey, which doesn't mean there's going to be ups and downs and challenges and hurdles, of course there is. That's life. But as the overall theme, if it's not positive, if it's not joyful, if it's not inspiring, there is definitely an undeserving belief present in that specific area. So that's something instead of trying to change the goal or the the action list or the 90-day plan is really honing and focusing on strengthening or creating your deserving belief in that area so you don't fall into one of those four traps of traditional goal setting which is just so common in our especially society with everyone wanting more and comparing themselves to others the compare and despair phenomena of social media so all comes back to your inner self-deserving and there's no reason anyone listening to this doesn't deserve what they truly want and care about there's no inherent fundamental reason and that's really important i wanted to take a quick break from today's episode and ask you if you need to take a break from your business Maybe you're working too many hours. Maybe you're trying to work on too many things. Maybe you have too many clients who just really aren't aligned with your greater purpose. If this sounds like you, I want to offer you an opportunity to join the Positive Productivity Pod, my monthly mentorship and coaching community. For only a dollar, you can jump in, get started, and enjoy 10 days in the community where you will meet so many awesome entrepreneurs. And then twice a month, you'll be able to hop on a live call with all of us and get the feedback that you need in that very moment for your business. If you're interested in starting today for only a dollar, head on over to thekimsutton.com forward slash pod to get started. One of the things that I thought would help me get to what I wanted, which by the way, for the longest time, I would say until about three years ago, I always thought that things would be better when, 
or I'll be happy when, and I don't remember what caused it, but there was finally the click of I'm happy now. Anything that comes beyond will be like a perk, right? But I always thought that I had to say yes to anybody and anything that came my way in order for me to get what I wanted. And what I realized was that I was just digging myself a big hole. I want to go back to what you said, though, about changing direction and swapping projects and and all that. Our listeners have heard over and over again that I have what I call chronic idea disorder. I'll start a project, get distracted by something else, start a new project, and then I wind up with a whole bunch of unfinished projects, no money coming in, no results being attained. And I've gotten so much better about it to the point that I'm finally writing my book. But I realized that was not helping in any way. Sure, it's great to be creative, but you got to get one thing done at a time. And when you have all these little finished things, all those little finished things can easily add up to something big. I was also thinking about just for example, like people with gastric bypass surgery, you know, there's work that has to be done before they can even have the surgery. And there's expectations of how they're going to treat their body and what they're going to eat after they're done. But I've heard several stories of people who just slipped back into their former ways. And then all of a sudden, we're back to the weight that they were in before they even got there. Yeah, just like lottery winners. Exactly. The most common thing, you know, within a few years is you're in the same financial situation. If not worse. Yeah, if not, yeah, and usually worse within seven years. So you said a brilliant comment just now is about getting to a place of happiness rather than focusing on being now and traveling through life and wherever you go, being happy. And that is a profound statement and understanding just like you're not going to get to a place in the future where it's, okay, let's focus on the deserving belief. If you don't believe you deserve to be in an incredible romantic relationship, if you're listening to this, or have the waistline you want, or have the amount of savings you want in the bank, you're not going to have that deserving belief once that happens in a year or five years. You have to have that deserving belief first in order for it to happen. No differently than you can't plan on being happy six months from now after you lose 20 pounds or save those extra thousands of dollars. You have to choose to be happy now, and then that's going to assist you in actually creating what you want. And then you stay happy because you were happy before, you're happy after. Unlike what I was mentioning, one of the traps of goal setting is you think something's going to change once you reach the top of the goal. But anyone who's achieved a lot realizes that the majority of the time, within two days after an achievement, you know, you feel great, you feel accomplished, you're proud of yourself, but within two days, you actually feel the same as before you even started on the journey. And that's what causes us, oh, now we need something bigger and better and tougher to get. And it's just this endless, grueling struggle that I've experienced for years and years and years, and many people do for their entire lives. So cultivating how you want to feel, believing you deserve to feel how you want to feel, even before you get the tangible outcome, the result, the book's written, the business is flowing, the money's coming in, you have the relationship, you have the body or the health. That's the real prize in life, how you feel on a day-to-day basis. And by the way, this isn't just about feeling good. It's when you're feeling good, you're actually going to be your best in life and be able to make the most change and do what you want to do when you're feeling the best without the results happening. I've seen that in my business when I'm working on clients who I, you know, are outside of my ideal client. 
avatar. When I'm working on their work, my lack of interest shows in my lack of care and my lack of success in the project. But when I'm working on, when I'm working with clients who I really love what they're doing and fit my ideal avatar, then I'm so in it. And you can tell. Yes. And it's so much easier. And I'm excited to work on it every day. And the other ones, I'm like, oh, another email. Now, I made that shift 2016, 2017, where I don't take on the ones who I'm not passionate about anymore. And right away, I started to see the business shift. Like income went up significantly when I started only working on the people I was passionate about. When did this huge shift happen for you? Was there a pivotal moment where you were like, wow, this is what I want to be doing? It was a few years into primarily focusing on helping doctors with their practice growth and seeing how could I be given these same exact strategies and lessons and understandings, but some doctors take it and succeed and some doctors do nothing and just realizing there's got to be a missing link. And and I'm a student of self-growth and personal development. And it's in my book. There's a conversation with a mentor of mine who's been successful his whole life. And he made the comment offhand at dinner one night that he always believed he deserved it. And to him, it didn't mean anything. And that stuck with me. And I realized I don't see, of all the beautiful wisdom and personal growth material out there, I don't see anyone else having that as the real linchpin, the common denominator of what makes all the difference. Because I'm also not saying that all of the other factors like discipline and integrity and commitment and you know you have a whole list that those don't play a role of course they do but if you don't believe you deserve you'll self-sabotage even with having all the resources and the money in the world and if you do believe you deserve even without the resources you'll find a way to move forward and so it really was through my own life experience an epiphany that a, a mentor jason of mine inadvertently said relating back to his life and his success that planted the seed. And then I just started going deeper and deeper and realizing this is the missing link. Is there a difference, do you think, between believing that you deserve something and believing that you're entitled to it? Or are they one and the same to you? There are slight differences. Interestingly, a lot of people often ask, what about worthiness? And rather than entitlement, like how is deserving different than worthiness? So I'll address both. But in case listeners have the worthiness question, in my mind, I see a person feeling they're worthy or not as something that's outside of them, imposed on them by a superior figure, whether that's religious, whether that's parents, whether that's a teacher. And deserving has nothing to do with anyone outside of you or anyone else's viewpoint of you. Deserving is completely your choice, which is great because that means you have the ability to change it. Again, it wasn't stamped on your forehead at birth. It's not in your DNA. So that's the difference between deserving and worthiness. Entitlement, growing up as a child, definitely is similar and contributes to deservingness. Like you probably can think of the children, the stereotypical trust fund baby who got everything they needed or wanted and you know would never have an issue growing up financially because they're going to be taken care of. So that child growing up views the world as, oh, I'm always going to have whatever I want. And that, without a doubt, sets in them a deserving belief. Well, I'm going to have whatever I want. Then what happens through the rest of their life, though, can definitely change that. So if they have a deserving belief, I can do whatever I want, but act carelessly with it, it's, you know, cause and effect, karma, 
however you want to describe it, life's not going to allow that to happen. But if they have a deserving belief and it's something that's actually, they choose to do something positive and productive with that, then there's no reason life isn't going to still give them abundance. So that's a short, there's more to it, but that's a short relation to entitlement that it entitlement growing up definitely contributes to a deserving belief. I love how you went so into detail because I'm actually thinking about a couple of the mentors that I've had on my journey, specifically Todd Herman and Brenda Burchard. I mean, Todd Herman grew up on a farm and I remember when he was going through a launch once, somebody said something along the lines of, well, it's easy to make money when you have money. Well, he didn't grow up having a lot of money. And Brendan Burchard, I mean, his parents never made more than a combined $40,000. And now he's making millions, like probably like eight figure plus every year. Right. So I would love to ask him that question sometime, unless you've already asked him like about how he feels about the word deserve, you know, just. Yeah. Cause you know, so from the opposite end of the spectrum, if you grew up with little to no means, similarly, I wasn't, I didn't grow up entitled. My parents didn't have excess. I had to work summer jobs and buy my own car when I was able to drive, even though most of my friends were given brand new cars. For some people, that plants seeds differently. So for some people, that creates a deserving belief of, well, that's the lifestyle I should have, what my parents had, because that's just how I see the world and that's what seems fair. And some people don't want to surpass their parents because they feel ashamed of it or they feel like guilty, guilty Mm -hmm. for other people. Like for me, there was no shame to me. I didn't feel guilty if I surpassed how much my father made whatsoever. And in fact, a story that illustrates that is when I was really, really young, probably three years old on a car ride back with the family from a, a long day at the park. My brother was asleep next to me. I was trying to fall asleep. So my eyes were closed My parents were in the front seats arguing about money, which was a common thing I'd hear. And or I heard my dad really just break down in one final sentence before it went silent. And he said, we don't have any money left. And I'm a three-year-old child looking up to my dad as the most significant man in the world, which every child is going to look up to their father as. And I saw him completely broken and weak. And we get back home. And my father says, okay, I'm going to order pizza for dinner. And I crawled up on his lap on the couch and said, dad, how are you going to order pizza if we don't have any money? And he just said, don't worry about it and brushed me off. So none of that got resolved. But the decision I made in that moment was I'm never going to allow that to happen to me. Like I'm never going to allow a lack of money to make me feel broken and weak because the most important male figure in my life, that's what I saw happen to him. And so there was no ever competition. I don't, my, the goals of my business and my income is not to have more than other people or to show off. It's purely at at the most basic level. It's that I never have to be stressed and feel broken or weak about money. And I know that also contributed to my parents splitting up and getting divorced. And I also attributed, Hey, if the finances don't work, the relationship doesn't work. So we all again, have our mindset and our deserving beliefs implanted and imprinted through different ways. And the same exact three people could grow up in the same way, but take on very different deserving beliefs just from the perception of what happened. So that's just a quick understanding of how, yeah, I I didn't grow up with much means, but 
I didn't allow that to say, then that's what I deserve as well. Mm. So my oldest two at this present moment are 13 and 16. And one thing that I've been trying to impress on them, especially in the last year, is I don't want them to think that they have to work really hard for finances to be easy. And I want to thank you because out of our discussion today is like, I've just taken on a new deserve that I deserve to be abundant in finances without, you know, breaking my body to do so, if that makes sense. Like, why do, I don't have to be sleep deprived to be comfortably financially. And while I've right. already been working on that significantly this year, I've never said that before. I deserve to be healthy financially without being broke physically or mentally. That's yeah. wonderful. And I've got an audio that will help you even strengthen that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah. I don't want to take you away from your retreat any longer. And this has been such a phenomenal conversation. Listeners, I would love to invite you to leave your feedback on the show notes page, which you'll find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP608. So I'll say that one more time, thekimsutton.com forward slash PP608. But Josh, where can listeners find you online, connect, get to know more and find that awesome meditation? Yeah. So my main site is drjoshwagner.com. So drjoshwagner.com. And to find that meditation, I'm going to give you the secret link that's inside the book for readers, but it's yours for free. It's drjoshwagner.com forward slash deserving secrets. Awesome. Listeners, if you are driving, if you're trying not to burn dinner, we will have that link for you in the show notes. So don't feel like you need to be unsafe right now to write that down. (laughs) Thank you. Josh, thank you so much again for joining us today. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you could share with listeners? Yeah, that there's absolutely no inherent reason that you don't deserve whatever it is that's in your heart that moves you, that makes you happy, and that you really want. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. (laughs) 